Okay, so here we go. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Internet Marketing Unleashed Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dr. Pat. On the show with me today uh, is our regular guest star, Mike Rotkin from the SEO Champion. Hey, Mike, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well, Scott. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And uh, we want to talk about email today because uh, there's, like, protect your email because uh, this is a public service announcement from Internet Marketing Unleashed. But you've run into some problems, and I know I have uh, had similar problems in the past, uh, with emails being sent, not from you, but looking like they're from you, to a lot of your friends and associates and people that are on your list. So uh, I know you're not a spammer, Mike. So what's happening? Well, you know, th- this has been really uh, this has been really interesting. Um, Twitter Twitter was one of the first that. Um, oh, and Twitter, by the way, they're not they're 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 not spamming. They're not that. Uh, you know, out of control to do it. But you know what's what's happening is now is the most prized possession. Email marketing is at, oh, let me just mention um, the, the current stats. Uh, pay-per-click marketing is down. Email marketing is down a lot. Um, and this comes from a very viable source. Um, I know quite a bit of sources in the email marketing industry. So what's happening now is, okay, highfive.com, from what I understand, um, I heard about about eight months ago, let's say, from a very reputable source, that um, that HighFive.com moved to India. Um, the re- wow. and HighFive. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Of course, not. Or let's say the owner. No, the owner moved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And here's here's some of the reasons why. Is um, I was doing some research and um, I was really digging up quite a bit of research on the uh, on the you know, who owns High Five and and what they've done in the past and. Um, I I believe from my research that High Five is one of the biggest emailers in the world. So oh. here's the thing, isn't isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing is is what's happening now is is now this all started you know back back in the day when you know somebody uh, at AOL stole uh, AOL's email list. I believe I forgot what year it is. Maybe it was '97 sold it for originally and this is actually an article there was an article and it's probably maybe 10 years old now but or or more they sold it for 50,000 now that list got saturated out and i believe that list was picked up by um you know i'm not going to mention by some of the owners of a, a few social networks let's just say so here's the thing all these emails that we've been getting spammed on from AOL Yahoo all this stuff um that is kind of people are getting away from that and they know how to protect that so now I'm looking at this because we're actually in we're we're in the current and part of history right now because I know you mentioned to me what you're going to uh, mention on your story what happened well what actually what happened to me is is I had set up some social networks on highfive.com um, actually just social pages for um, you know a couple sites I have zanga x a n g a dot com and then w a y n dot com now I believe the source um, from from my expertise, and I have an attorney looking at this too as well, a can spam attorney, and um, uh, wayn.com, I believe, took my Gmail list, either somehow got into my Gmail list, and then possibly could have sold it off to, um, you know, with me and, and many other members. So 
Here's the thing is when be very be very careful when you see these friend invites. You know, of course we see it on Facebook and you see it on um, you know, MySpace, Twitter, University Love Connection. Um, those are all viable sources. You know, um, those companies are not going to sell your personal email list. And I be- and it is completely against the law to actually to sell somebody's um, private email list. It's not against the law to sell um, to sell an to sell an email list of just you know users that sign up for CBS.com you know for CBS to sell opt-in emails. It's not the, in order to sell an email legally, it has to have an, a first and last name or and or um, their email, and it has to must have a timestamp date recording of when that person opted in to get more emails. Right. Now these people that own these websites are very smart. They comply. Actually, matter of fact, um, from what I've researched, High Five has complied, but High Five has not complied, and that's why they moved to India. So that that that's really interesting in itself. And I know I laid the punches out there, and I might be, uh, you know, um, people try to you know chat against me on the chat rooms, but the real story. Right. Well, I want to talk just a little bit about High Five for people that are familiar with Facebook or Twitter but have never heard of them. They, uh, they're they a very large social network, and uh, they're uh, a lot – actually, it's interesting because a lot of their growth is being fueled internationally. Uh, actually, a lot of the social network growths overall are being fueled internationally. And uh, High Five is, call, is, is ranked number three in mon- amongst social networks in the world, and it's focused almost all of its resources on international markets, particularly in Spanish-speaking countries. And, of course, the Hispanic mm. market in the United States is huge, so that totally makes sense. And traffic on High Five grew 87% from November 07 to November 08, and it, over 58 million unique visitors a month go to their site. So these guys are not small. And as of uh, January 2009, they claim to have more than 60 million unique visitors, about 4 million in the United States, and uh, they're the number one social networking site in about 30 countries. So they're on track to uh, take in more than $25 million in revenue this year, up from $15 million in 08 and about $10 million in 07, uh, according to their CEO. And uh, they've raised a bunch of uh, venture capital to fuel this. And most of the money they make off of advertising and, uh, and that sort of thing, which is kind of interesting because one of the things that uh, another uh, news article that's out there talks about is that they've got a deal to distribute games from Mocha Media, which is an online casual games network. And uh, so they're putting a lot of uh, emphasis on making money through the sale of virtual goods and services in addition to advertising, which makes sense. You want to, you know, once you've established that you can put, you know, pay-per-click ads on your site and make money, then you want to start looking at what are more profitable things that you can put on your site. And if you've got a social network and, you know, what do people like to do when they get together? Oh, they like to, you know, watch sports. They like to play games. So, uh, you know, it sounds like a pretty good uh, philosophy. So... Uh, but having said that, uh, they've recently laid off almost 40% of their workforce. And when you're talking about them moving to India, I'm wondering if that's not a precursor to, uh, you know, you lay off all the high-priced American workers and you, and you, uh, you know, you pay uh, rupees instead of uh, dollars for for the work being done in, in India. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. We'll keep an eye on High Five as we're moving forward. 
Wow. I, I didn't even know that. That is amazing. But that goes with the whole story of why they moved to India. And, you know, just to, uh, you know, they, they're, I believe, I personally, you know, believe that their main move to India was to be out of the limelight because they, um, that, the owner of high5.com, I've read, he's been sued before, you know, years ago and stuff. And, you know, what's interesting, just so we can let, um, you know, some users know out there, on some of these social sites that they've never heard of that just get so big, See, High Five, I, I personally believe since they're the since they're they're owned or partnered or whatever with the largest emailer in the world, you know, not the gentleman that's being actually sued right now by uh, Facebook, but we're talking maybe the second. So when they they can email out and create their own own social networks, and since they're in India, a company such as mine or anyone else cannot sue them because they're based out of India, even though they state that they're based out of San Francisco. I don't know you know, what laws there is, but that's interesting. So, you know, just um, just the users out there, be very leery and, and do some research. And if you see anything kind of weird where, you know, there's so much advertisement or they're trying to grab your emails or they're immediately asking for your invite without just putting it there and, and letting you go, I wouldn't even, you know, sign up for it unless it, I mean, High Five Now is a reputable company. Um, they've been a reputable company, and we can't knock them for owning the biggest email list in the world and emailing out literally. I believe they own between 80 to 160 million emails, wow. and I'm pretty accurate with that information. Interesting. Uh, and, and, yeah. Uh, you know, and one of the things, like I never, like oftentimes, for those of you that are maybe not quite sure what we're talking about here, oftentimes when you join a uh, social network, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, or MySpace, or, or any of these, Bebo, or uh, a lot of them, they'll say, you know what, uh, invite your friends, and then it'll have a little program that will allow you to import your, your Hotmail uh, email contact list, your Yahoo contact list, your Google contact list, uh, and, uh, you know, and I have never in my life ever done that. And uh, I always, when I have gone and joined a, a site, you know, I've just joined, and then people that are already members, that's who I become members with. I never, ever try to enroll my friends into joining a particular site, you know, because I'm a member of Facebook, and I've been a member of MySpace forever. I never go there, uh, and LinkedIn, and, and there's a few others that, uh, you know, Twitter, I'm on Twitter, and, and, uh, and some of the stuff I just do because I just want to test it out and see uh, you know, see what it's all about, you know, because it's kind of important for in my position to be, have a kind of a finger on the pulse. But uh, whenever I've done that, even like with Facebook, I mean, I would never, you know, put, and not because I think that they would do anything with it or anything else, but it's just kind of like, you know, uh, my friends and the people that are on my business associates, I just think you're way too important for me to, and it's too close to spamming, right? Because it's, it's not, like if I'm, if I really think, you know, oh, it's awesome and you should really join Facebook, I'll tell you in my show and you, you decide then if you want to go and join and you know I'm on it, right? <clears throat> or I'll call you up personally yeah. and say, you know what, dude, you got to be on this because this thing is just exploding or, you know, or I'll send you an in, even email from myself to you alone telling you about it, right? I'm just not into this, you know, just tell the whole, you know, it's a viral type of thing for sure, and and that's what they need for it to grow, but I just don't want to participate in it 
for my, you know, that's just the way I am. And, and you know, if you want to, then go, go for it. But I just think when I go and I give all my contacts to some of these companies, and who knows uh, if they have a security breach or they have a little problem in their program and some hacker takes advantage of it and all of a sudden they download. You know, when somebody can get 2 million American Express credit card numbers, or whichever company it was, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, because they, you know, or AOL publishes, you know, five million email addresses accidentally. Uh, I just think I'm going to keep keep my friends close to my chest, right? Uh, I'm not going to be responsible yeah. for their email addresses going going uh, out into the public domain. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, so my email story, and this is since we've been talking about email, I want to just here's another thing to be careful of, right? Uh, I have a friend who uh, went to uh, some sort of event, and at the end of it, got a whole a list of emails of people that she knew, right? And uh, mm-hmm. and then she sent out an email to all of those people saying, you know what, I want to go skiing or something like that, right? Or hiking or go dancing, you want to come, or whatever. And I wasn't at this event, but I'm one of her friends, so I got that email too. And she sent everybody, when she sent it, everybody was in the to field, right? So which means that I got to see all 50 email addresses, right? Which is no big deal because I'm not going to do anything with it. But you may find that some people are just going to scoop all those email addresses out, throw them into their email uh, program, and or email or program, and start spamming your friends, right? So you know, don't don't do that, right? Because uh, if you if one of those people get a Trojan and they're, I think 20% of computers have Trojans, which basically means that there's a possibility that two in the morning your computer turns itself on and starts mailing out spam, right? Because you know, so don't you know, so don't do that because now all of a sudden, even if your computer is clean, your buddy's not, and all of a sudden, all those emails get scooped up, and then everybody is getting an email from you, even though you're not sending it, and they're getting they're going to get mad at you, and you just don't want to do that. So you want to put it in the BCC, which is the blind carbon copy. All they see is is your name and your name, and they don't see anybody else's name or one person's name uh, address. And uh, then the other side of it is, is like one of these people didn't want to get emails from her anymore, so she went reply all, and all 49 of us got her, please don't take me off your list email, right? <laughs> so if you do get these and you don't want to, just go reply. Don't go reply to everybody because all 49 of us don't need to see, uh, you know, your conversation with this person. And uh, wow, yeah, so that's so wild. Like, that and I think that's just like good email etiquette, right? Like when you go to visit somebody, you knock on the door, you don't open the door and walk right in, right? Uh, and yeah, like, you know, I mean, that's just you know, we just want to be polite here. Also, yeah, exactly. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Oh no, no, go 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 ahead. I, I was gonna just chat right after you're um, you're done chatting about exactly how the emails are um, are, are grabbed. While they're going through the process, because I just I just thought about it. Okay, and I, yeah. and let's I came talk about con- that because I want to talk about something that Google launched in November and how it's interesting that High Five is not involved. But uh, we'll talk about that mm. right after you talk about how this is uh, this is uh, this is done. Cause I'm it. <laughs> it's not an uh, unknown fact in this small. You know, the, you know what's interesting, and I want to put this out there um, for everybody to know: um, the internet industry is so big, but at these conferences, the people that control it is so small. And, um, you know, since I can brush arms with Matt Cutts and, you know, brush arms with Lee Auden or so, walk by, just say hi, 
you know, it's just amazing. But it's not a surprise that you mentioned that high five is not a part of certain things. And um, but here's how. Okay, I want to talk about actually, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have my attorneys check into this real quick. Um, actually, so quick that I sent off an email today because I've been doing this 15 years. Matter of fact, you know, it's real interesting, Scott, that I didn't, I didn't mention to you. I was, um, I just got off an email two days ago with um, um, uh, somebody in charge of internet security for the government. Wow. Um, and this is the, this is some I possibly and you know I I want to stop this. Let's put it that way. And you know, hey, the hackers can try to hack me. I got you know I got plenty of stuff that's uh, that I have plenty of people that work for me that are monitoring my stuff every minute. But the thing is, it's mo- the ha- complete hacking comes from China and Russia right now, and that's what they're looking at. But here's how the, these email addresses are getting hijacked by legally, poss- well, not legally, let's say, but by these works, and I can't put them out there till I can find it, but I've actually pinpointed it, and I'm going to exactly say what they're doing. Um, so let's say here, here's what happens. You sign up on a friend invite, right? Yep. Um, when you sign up on a friend invite, I have a website called University Love Connection. My friend invites, I will never sell those lists just to be on the record because if this thing gets further and the controversy gets out of control and I do pinpoint, I will expose these websites big time because I do not like um, companies that are hijack emailing me because you know, I've gotten five replies from CEOs that I know say, Mike, you know, please stop spamming me. What's going on here? I said, I don't need to spam you. I, I mean, I got a, almost a million email lists. What do I need to use my own Gmail list for, you know? So right. here's, here's how it works, though. Here's what they're doing. I just thought about this in my mind, and, I'm, and I created my own system, and my system, Friend Invite, is built on Twitter's Friend Invite. So it works the same way as well as uh, High Five and Zanga. Here's how it happens. When you put your email through and you send those friend invites, they are sending them, like you said, from you. So every email is coming from my email, but guess what? Whenever, when, when you upload your entire list, what they don't tell you is right before you, when you click that send button, while this whole thing's processing, they're grabbing your whole list and they're putting it in their database of emails to keep. Right. That's exactly what's happening. So that is, from what I, from common sense, tells me is not legal. Um, I will be speaking to the biggest can spam attorney today, and to ju- to get a confirmation. And um, but th- this is something that people aren't complaining about because there are actually these sites. You know, like um, there was even like the T R I P T trip site, so you could see other people. You know, I, I actually got an email back. I have a retail store, you know, in gardening. I got an email from the gar- gardening CEO saying, Mike. You know, why are you sending me an email from TPR some, you know, some trip social site? And I said to him, I said, I'm not sending no emails from there. So, you know, I'm wondering now, I'm a little, I'm not, I'm not nervous at all because I'm going to get to the bottom of this because they, they now mess with somebody that has a lot of experience. So I'm going to find out because if they're selling these lists, oh, it's, all hell's going to break loose. We'll just put it that way. There you go. You know, so we're, this is it, breaking controversy as it happens, folks, and we're going to keep you up to date on the email controversy and how uh, we can protect your emails and your business reputation because it doesn't help your business. Like this, Let's just say you've got a, um, a floral shop in a local, local community, right? And 
all of your customers, you collect their email addresses, you send them off, you know, you know, Valentine's Day, uh, Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, graduation, all those sort of things, you know, anniversaries, you collect their anniversary dates and the birthdays and everything else, and then you're emailing people saying, you know, Valentine's coming up, we've got a special on roses, right? It's a great way to have a small business, and you've got uh, you a good reputation, you've got good products, everything else, and all of a sudden, all of your customers get an email from you telling them that they need Viagra. You know, uh, <laughs> you know what, what's that going to do to your reputation? Because most people, yeah. they're going to be like sure. that guy that called you, right? And they're going to say, hey, man, uh, you know, why are you sending me this garbage, right? Like, I don't want to ha- I'm mad at you now. You're not, they're not mad at whoever sent it because they think that the person that sent it is you. And uh, they don't understand that, oh, no, that's not coming from me. It's some guy that, you know, you can just put any email address in as the, the from address that you want and send it off. You don't have to, you know, it's just weird that, that that's set up that way. You would think that it would, the only way you could send it is if that was a server that had the DNS for that domain name, but that's not the case. So... Oftentimes, I'll, wow. know, this, is, this is why you get emails from PayPal, you get emails from your local bank and all the rest of it, and you never, ever, ever, ever click on any of those links. Because, like, I use a, a webmail-based webmail. That is, <clears throat> I don't use Outlook, I don't use Outlook Express, I don't use anything on my computers. My emails do not make it to my computer. They stay up on that server. And because it's a text-based uh, program, I get to see what those links really are. So when it says, you know, go to, uh, you know, click on here to, uh, we're doing an account update and we found a problem. Please go here to fix it or something. You know, that's the sort of thing that they say, right? When you go and you click on that bankofamerica.com link, that's that's just mm-hmm. what it looks like, right? That's not what the actual link is. It's really HTTP colon forward slash forward slash blah, 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 blah. And I look at that. And they will have like Bank of America in there, but it's Bank of America as a subdomain of, you know, spam, <laughs> the spam domain dot <laughs> com, right? And you, and I look at these, oh, those bastards, right? They make it really look like, as close as they can, they make it look <laughs> like it's the actual domain, right? Even, yeah. even if you look at the, what the actual link is, they try to make it look real. And, oh, you know, these guys are really good at that. So you never, ever, if you get an email like that, you just delete it right away. Because if you go to that website, they will be able to download in the background spyware and Trojans and stuff onto your site. So that's why you never want to open those pages up. You you know what? I want to mention something off that because that's going to play into my other part. And I'm going to put all the cards out on the line. You know, I actually, um, since we've been talking live on podcast here, I've sent out five Twitters um, on my Twitter to 2,400 people. Um, And because from, I got a couple emails of people saying I'm talking about the email hijacking. So they can listen to our podcast. But I want to, this is going to, this is the second part that plays into the illegality of the whole issue um, is the, um, uh, where I'm trying to think where I was going here with this is what you were you were just you just mentioned uh, I'm trying to you just sorry here you just mentioned what was the last thing you, uh, oh yeah I'm sorry the uh, yes the Trojan horses okay here's the whole thing behind the Trojan horses is is my MySpace Facebook and all those sites when you go onto those sites they re, they attach they attach a Trojan horse or not Trojan horse because it's MySpace but they definitely attach a cookie. And that cookie is in a form of adware, 
spyware. Now, um, now the, the best thing to do is actually go to bestbuy.com and order webroot software. And I, I have this on my as the first primary defense of Lyme, but you have to remove these uh, Trojans and small viruses because these viruses, what people that we believe that we, you know, that uh, that they know, oh, these are just viruses. They're they're actually they're they're in they're a form of virus. They're not threatening to your computer. Some of them can be. That's why um, anything with an attachment, you don't know where it came from. Delete it. Don't even open it. But exactly. check this out. You know what? Yeah. I will almost bet that HighFive.com has or had because you had to have got someone out there had to have given cooperation, and I and I believe it's Windows. You know, MSN, because a lot of people I heard years ago were very unhappy and were laid off at MSN, you know, and, and literally created Apple or went over to Apple and enhanced that. A lot of people that were very, and those people created um, ways to break through Windows systems. So here's the thing. Mm. This is going on to this day. And this well, plays a the second sure. part. It is, it is. So this plays the second part is you've got to get adware, spyware, and run it when you start your computer quarantine it and get that stuff off there and run it when you get off or get a Mac. Mac, um, they can kind of get through a little, but here's the thing is now if let's say let's just kind of keep using high five as an example until I can actually um, see what's going on because I don't believe that they're that, you know, stupid, let's say, and I don't like using those words, but I don't, you know, it's, they're very brilliant, you know, what they did, but they are definitely, if they're not indirectly doing it, they're directly getting it possibly from somebody else or it could be setting up subdirectories. So what happens is, is when you go on, like give me an example of my father, he'll, He's retired. He plays poker on the Internet. And this is a fact. I actually go there, and I have to remove these viruses. He goes to PokerStars.net, and he plays for free. You know, he loves yeah. we're in Vegas. You know, he just loves poker. He doesn't like gambling because, you know, um, for whatever reason. But he plays for free. But check this out. To this day, every single day I remove it, that little uh, Trojan virus that's not a harmful one that can shut your computer down. But it, it what it does is, here's where I was going with it, that, these viruses that we know of that we believe are just possibly threatening, what they're actually doing, they're following you around to see where you're shopping. And then they combine these demographics because since I've been talking to these email houses lately, um, I'm not going to mention any names because there's good ones and there's bad ones. But the email houses, how do they get their demographics? Uh, okay, when we're talking email yeah. houses, this is, you know, here's, here's what an email house is. An email house is a company that buys fresh emails from, let's say, CBS.com, CNBC.com, ESPN.com, Five.com, possibly. Um, you know, any company that could buy emails from that are opted in because it's not illegal to sell someone's email as long as that person replied back and opted in to sign up to a network. Right. But the second part of it is it's not fair to jack a friend invite email you know, your email, and then also try to watch where you're going and get, I mean, they are hitting every angle, and none of this has been talked about, let alone has been in the news, and that's why I've been in contact with the government myself. I'm in contact with the government, and this is something that, I, you know, I grew up on the computer, and I'm not a pushover at all. Um, I have, I have uh, you know, I've butted heads with people in the SEO industry that see me as a threat, but the bottom line is I'm out for the good, and I will stop what I can. You know, and I just don't like what's going on. It's been going on too long you know, with these viruses, and all these viruses are marketing ploys. That's all they are. 
They are, they're, they're sending information back where you're going. They're matching it up for marketing purposes. And then now, see, oh, here, let me explain this little thing so people can understand how uh, big companies like High Five and other companies have broken down their email list. Here's what they do. If they, you get an offer and you click on it, and let's say you actually convert that offer a free trial or so, you are automatically through a software that they created. This is not stuff you can buy out there. Well, you probably can now. Um, but they created a software that immediately, like within milliseconds, flies your email into this box that you converted a mortgage offer. So now they're going to resell your lead to all mortgage companies. How do you like that one? Wow. And then they, yeah, I mean, this is to, so I understand this. I always have. You know, I've, I've understood this for at least the past nine years and even more since I have been, since I own special social networks myself because I have to consult with attorneys before I do anything, and we have to be transplant compliant. So then I do keep up to date on all the laws. And I, I personally, you know, I want to stop this because they actually, they hit, you know, they, they hit the wrong person here, you know. But that's, I wanted to, you know, not to sound like I'm, uh, you know, Mr. Ego, but I know what I'm talking about, and what I just said is the truth. That's 100% accurate, exactly. Um, you know, not to the point of the law, you know, as far as, Let's say high fives as all oh, defamation of character. Michael Rodkin on podcast. You know, you know, I'm not defaming nobody right now, but I'm just letting people know that you know, if you're out there and you're listening to the podcast and you're trying to just um, you know steal people's emails, our users and users out there, it's going to be stopped real soon. Because the great thing about it is what, what I love, and that's why um, you know certain companies moved to India. Who's in office now, Mr. Barack Obama? I just got an email because I donated money to Barack Obama, so I'm on his email list um, of certain things going on. He is now reviewing cybernet security, thank God. And the good thing is Barack Obama carries the BlackBerry, and you know Scott, he's big on technology, and that's what we need. We need somebody to check in this, hire experts like me, which I've actually um, personally, directly through his administration, applied for the position. So this is going to be very interesting, and um, you know, hey, I've you know until I actually under confidence we can keep chatting about it. <laughs> cool. So here we've got a direct line to the president. Awesome. And I think that you know, internet security is really important. And when you look at it, uh, you know, how hard would it be for the browsers to uh, to have a? I mean, they know. It, it all the browser is the interface, right? So why not do something in the browser so that you cannot um, download stuff from another website without the permission of the owner of the computer? You know, it seems like it should True. be should be a fairly easy thing to do. So I just wanted to uh, say that I was wrong earlier when I said uh, Google uh, didn't include High Five. They did. They launched a uh, a program called Open Social, which was a uh, program interface to build social applications across the web. And uh, there are sites that are already committed to supporting it are like Bebo, Friendster, High Five, which I didn't see the first time I looked at it, uh, Plaxo, Oracle, Ning, MySpace, uh, a whole bunch of them, although I don't see uh, Facebook in there. But the uh, mm. it's simply creating a standard for developers to run social applications in more places. So, uh, you know, really the Internet 2.0 is all about interactivity, whereas before it really was like a static newspaper, right? You had a picture, you had text, 
that was it. But now we're seeing so much more user-generated content. We're seeing so much interaction. And uh, that's one of the things that you really have to think about if you're wanting to build your business on the Internet. How can you add that social aspect? Because you're regardless of what industry you're in, if you're in the golf industry or you're in the mortgage industry or option trading or whatever, uh, you know, you want those, those people in your community to be able to communicate with each other and develop bonds. And that just makes your community stronger. And I think that's definitely the way uh, the Internet is going. Hmm, that's a very that's a very good point. Very good point. Yeah, and I thought I, you know I originally high five could be grandfathered in with Google now that you thought about because I know I have seen high fives buttons on certain you know on their on certain social toolbars. But that's interesting that open you know social source because that goes just with their open source in general. And what they're creating is just a mass amount of community. Um, you know, actually you know what I would kind of going going off of what's happened here. If you're going to sign up for social networks and start your own business. Use a private email. I'm thinking now. You know, what do you think, Scott? Yeah. Don't use an email that you're, you know, that you're going to use. Use a com like an like an info at and then your website. You know, just something random. So if you upset certain people that you know off of other people hijacking your emails, you know, your important friends or even possibly, let's say somebody's inter. What if somebody's interviewing for a job? I mean, that's the whole extent of how big this thing is. Is let's just take you know, since we're in a bad economy, you got I don't know how many millions of people laid off. And let's say that, you know, in the contact uh, staffing companies, that's another whole topic in itself we could talk about next week, um, is staffing companies are just literally raking in all the data and selling all the information right now. This is right. ridiculous. And I'm going to be, you know, I have good experience in this industry, and I want to kind of help out. That's where I'm coming from. But this is, uh, is going to be interesting, but, you know, you can always trust, uh, you know, I love Google. Um, Google's out for the dough because, oh, you know why Facebook, I believe, is not invited to Google's open source? Because MSN owns part of it. They say MSN, since they own 1%, they're allowed to sit in um, in all boardroom meetings at Facebook. So that's probably why. I just, you know, it's not biased. you know what's really interesting we could talk about next week, too? And you know who talked about it was Joel Comp. And he was on your show. Um, yeah. Joelcom had a video out, I believe, a year or two ago, and he was talking about how Google dis- and they don't, because I get checks from Google every month for AdSense. They do not disclose to you how much money you get paid out, and then how much money they get paid from the advertiser. So, you know, let's just hypothetically say, you know, someone gets a check for thousand um, dollars. We don't know if Google's paid twenty two hundred or they're paid seventeen. But we know if they were only keeping 20, 30%, like Apple disclosed on their iPhone apps, they're keeping 30%, they'd come out with it. So the thing is, um, I love Google. You know, I love Matt Cutts. Matt Cutts is great. I always watch him. But be careful of Google because <clears throat> the thing is, we're seeing a lot of changes now, and I'm one to pay attention to a lot of things. I got about four whiteboards here in my office. And what, what what's happened is, and we talked about it last week a little uh, when um, Google was supporting Barack Obama when they got in. So if you look at just how they do their business and when things happen and when Google makes major changes, they usually do it when there's not a lot going on in their boat, and that's the wrong thing to do. You know, they like we talked last week, Google came out with their own Twitter. So be a little careful of possibly Google resources because I personally believe in the next two to four years that Google is not going to have the biggest amount of traffic um, as they do right now, and Yahoo and MSN 
Um, Yahoo alone could possibly take that over. Yahoo just got a new CEO, and now from what you mentioned to me of how Facebook's not in there, that just shows more of a monopolizing mentality, which they never had. You know, they always had a, a mentality of, you know, being, um, you know, user-friendly, let's say. You know, there's no more user-friendliness. Huh? Their, their, theme, their theme was always, do no evil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Microsoft was the evil empire, so they were the opposite. They were the uncola, do no evil. Uh, exactly. So some, fa- some fascinating stuff, Mike, as usual. I'm just always delighted to have you on because our conversations are just uh, amazing, and I think there's lots of, of great uh, meat there for people to, uh, to take away. And if you're, if you're giving away your contact lists unknowingly to the social networks, uh, you know, think about it at least. You know, and I'm not saying don't do it, but really, you know, make sure you've thought about it before you before you go forward with it. And um, so, Mike, if somebody wanted to uh, uh, contact you for some in, uh, some SEO type work or information about SEO, uh, where could they go? Um, they can go to uh, actually just directly to SEOchampion.com. And um, they can just, you know, just fill out a form request on the right. And actually, which I haven't, I, I've always had this division open. I actually, um, I was going to become a law student. Um, I have five attorneys. And I, and actually four, well, they're all, they're, all five of them are my friends now. And one of them, I won't disclose his name, but he happens to be the biggest Internet can spam attorney in the world. Um, but, you know, he's uh, interviewed by WebPro News. Um, you know, he's like an associate, very nice guy. You know, I'll give him a plug out there. He's, it's Clark Walton, you know, WaltonWebLaw.com. Walton, um, uh, but he's more, more of a speaker now. But I'm actually going to, since there's not, I, I personally wanted to be an Internet uh, law lawyer myself, you know, just to let you know, because we can kind of, I, I can see how this is going to evolve here with a lot of this conversation. So if somebody needs Internet law help too as well, please let me know. I have done it before because I can get the right people together. And then with my expert, you know, I've, I've actually become an expert witness, you know, on certain things. Now, you know you know how you get into a car accident and they hire an expert witness, you know, of yep. a biochemical expert. So, but, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I cover SEO. I love doing it, and I, you know, put it that way. But Internet law is a pretty big Also, if you have any trouble, any questions, too. And also, please, if, if, if you, you know, we would like to talk about it. I'm sure Scott would love to chat about any questions that I get, you know, that come in. And I'm sure I probably, you know, will and Scott will. But um, let us know if we can put your story on there, if something that you feel that's been done, because I think, you know, Scott wouldn't mind chatting about Internet law, too, as well, and the legality of what's going on. Yeah, it's always fascinating, for sure. Yeah, that is so for if sure. You've, if you've enjoyed the show, if you've got any questions for uh, Mike or myself, uh, you could head over, or you want to hear previous shows. We've got lots of really good stuff in our previous episodes. Head over to Ask. Scott Patton, P-A-T-O-N, only one T, um, dot com, and uh, leave some comments. If you've got some questions, leave some questions, and uh, we appreciate the feedback. We've been getting lots of great feedback on the shows lately, which is one of the reasons why we're doing them more and more and on a more consistent basis. So <coughs> that's, uh, that's it for today. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Mike, uh, thanks again for, for being our uh, valued guest. We really appreciate having you and the insights that you bring. You're welcome, and thank you so much again for having me on, Scott. Thank you. Hey, talk to you soon, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. Take care.